0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cobb's Corner. You know, we are we are back, and I'm officially I made it out here to sunny uh, Micronesia, uh, Chuuk, Chuuk State in the Federated States of Micronesia. So I'm in the South Pacific. It is currently 8 a.m. over here. So good morning to my listeners in. Uh, East Asia, Oceania, Australia. Good morning. Thank you for waking up early with us. To my listeners back in the States, uh, to my listeners back in back, back home in Connecticut on the East Coast, good evening. I realize it's about 6 o'clock at night over there. Um, to my listeners on the West Coast, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, tuning in to what will be a new recurring segment, a new like weekly uh, talk show. Called uh, Talk Time with Morgan Cobbs. You probably seen seen me post about it a bit on, on Instagram. And we're here. Yeah. Talk time with Morgan Cobbs. We're gonna be giving you kind of kind of just gonna talk about life, really. I mean, I know, I know, I know I say like Cobbs Corner will be like the one-stop shop for all things TV, film, and pop culture. And that is still true, but you know, we'll occasionally go outside of that bubble of the entertainment world and the zeitgeist and talk about other things. other you know, things that have, you know, happened in my life because, you know, <laughs> life happens off mic, off camera. So that's what we'll be getting into uh, today. So, as I mentioned before, I have arrived in Micronesia. Um, if, if you, to my... I guess, listeners who actually listen to my podcast. Um, <laughs> I, po- I, I, I posted a bonus episode before I left the States uh, a, few, a few, maybe like two weeks ago and it said special announcement. And I had said how I was leaving the United States, how, how this would be my last recording in the United States for a while. All right. Not my last recording in the United States like ever, um, but it'd be, it'd be my last recording in the States for a while and that I'd be going to teach overseas. I'm teaching here at, uh, I'm at Xavier high school in Micronesia, uh, Xavier that's X-A-V-I-E-R Xavier, Xavier high school in Micronesia. I actually start teaching on Tuesday and yeah, I've been, I've been living, living in, uh, Micronesia here about two weeks now. And the first couple of days took some adjusting to, adjusting to the, the weather, uh, the weather's pretty consistent. It's actually a really, really beautiful day outside today. Um, well, you guys can't see but I, I, I can't I'm just looking up, looking out the window, looking out, um, the window and the door. I mean, I'm in, I'm in the library right now in the conference room. So, so, um, adjusting to the weather, it's usually either sunny or raining. Those are kind of the two modes. Like it's either hot and sunny, or it's kind of coolish and raining. You know, temperatures usually doesn't drop below maybe like seventy degrees, like like sixty-five Fahrenheit, and that's Fahrenheit, not uh, Celsius. Um. Yeah, usually doesn't go below like sixty-five, and and it really hasn't been in like the 90s or like, you know, or the 100 degree, you know, it's been primarily in like the 70s and 80s uh, temperature wise. Um, So it's actually really nice. uh, Nice weather. Um, Only get 12 hours of sunlight though. In Micronesia, they don't observe daylight saving time because we're like so close to the equator. Uh, The sun usually rises. sun, Sun usually rises around 6 a.m. and then sets around 6 p.m. Yeah, and that's usually pretty, 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 pretty consistent. Uh, so, so yeah, that's um, life in Micronesia. Oh, and I forgot to mention: uh, talk time with Morgan cops We're currently live streaming on YouTube right now, and um, for the foreseeable future, we will be doing these live streams on YouTube and not Twitch because twitch was being really, really difficult um, earlier when I was, I was trying to log in and I just couldn't so. So uh... Oh yeah, and, and the, the Wi-Fi connection as well. Um, I am currently connected to the Wi-Fi, but you know ho- hopefully the signal doesn't doesn't go out. Um, the one of the, the really big uh, shops or really big, I guess, places here in uh, Chuuk. Oh, and the name of the island is Weno, W-E-N-O. on uh, Went Weno in the state of Chuuk in the Federated States of Micronesia, the FSM. The main place that I've gone to is Ace Ace Hardware. Is Ace Ace Hardware, which is a place that I know exists back in the states, and I just never really went to Ace <laughs> um, back back home. Like I, I'd always hear the the jingle, and you know, Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Um, but I've been there several times uh, since arriving here in Micronesia. Um, they sell a little bit of everything. They sell a little bit of everything out there. Um, and yeah, you know. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, adjusting your You know, it's been a bit, been a bit humid. Yeah, you know. I mean, it's my first time, I guess, living in a developing uh, country. So some just dis- some some adjustments, some differences. Uh, the FSM is a farmer. Um, U.S. Trust Territory. They were part of. Well, they were they they were U.S. Uh, trust Territory following following the Second World War. I think they were under like the United Nations uh, jurisdiction or whatever, and then became a U.S. Trust Territory. That was from maybe like 1945 up until like 1986. 1986, they signed their independence. Charter uh, became part of the U.S. Compact of Free Association, along with Palau and the Mar- and the Marshall Islands. Where under the Compact of Free Association (COFA), um, Micronesians and Micronesian citizens and U.S. citizens are allowed to live and work in each other's countries without visas. So I was able to come here as a U.S. citizen. I was able to come here to Micronesia without a visa. All I needed was a valid passport. Um, so. You know, and to all my listeners in the states, you know, you, you can you can just as easily come and visit Micronesia without a visa. You can come here, stay here indefinitely. Um, it's a really really beautiful uh, place, beautiful country. Um, you know, uh, I think Micronesians are allowed to they're allowed to serve in the U.S. military, and uh, and yeah, actually this year, well the compact, the, the, the first compact of free association was signed in 1986. And I think it was for like 15 years, but then they were given like a three year, like buffer period. So like 1986, 2001, and then 2004, the compact was renewed for another 20 years. So this year, 2023, this is actually one of the uh, compact renewal uh, years to kind of renegotiate the terms and like foreign aid, like we actually get like in Micronesia, they actually get a decent amount of like foreign aid from the United States, but also from Australia, from China, from India. So, so, so yeah. Like like as a part of the COFA, you have a bit more autonomy and yeah. So, uh, but I'm sure there's like a ton of other like YouTube videos. I recommend Geography Now. Um, you know, G- you know Geography Now. They did an episode uh, a number of years ago about Micronesia, about the Federated States of Micronesia and like the geographic region of the Pacific Ocean called Micronesia, which is made up of the FSM, along with the Marshall Islands, Palau, and Guam. They're all part of Micronesia. And then there's Polynesia and Melanesia. Uh, Melanesia is, I think, like, Samoa, Fiji, Um, Polynesia, I'm not sure. But Geography Now, highly recommend that YouTube channel. They go way, way in depth on Micronesia and, like, Micronesian culture and fashion and all that. The hat I'm wearing... You probably, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think I've worn this hat on camera before, but you might have seen this hat in some of my TikToks and Instagram reels. The hat I'm wearing, I got this hat in Detroit. I was in Detroit a month ago, uh, visiting, visiting some folks, and I was at a sneaker exchange. I actually have another hat. Oh, and shout out to my listeners in Detroit, my listeners in Michigan. Um, Yeah, this hat is from the Michigan, uh, uh, the Michigan Sneaker Exchange uh, Conference, the MSXc. It's like a big sneaker exchange conference where people would sell. People would sell. sell, They they sell sneakers. They sell clothes. Sell artwork. You know. so yeah, I, I was I was I was in Detroit for that. I went over to there's a clothing company, uh, Vintage Seventeen O One. Either Vintage Seventeen O One or Seventeen O One Vintage. I think I think it's Vintage Seventeen O One. And they have this this hat, this Make Black Wall Street uh, Great Again hat. I also got a shirt. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Black Wall Street was a thriving black town. It was an all black town, all black businesses, all black, uh, you know, biz- businesses, uh, restaurants, you know, pretty much an all black town that was pretty much self-sufficient and it was bombed. It's an American city that was bombed by the U.S. government because black Wall Street, because, oh, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, right? The, the, right, the city of Tulsa, Oklahoma, they were ready to compete with the United States on the open market. Other countries had found out about Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Tulsa was a thriving black town, you know, nicknamed Black Wall Street. Um, I think the, probably see uh, 19, 1921, yep. 19, 1921, that was the year that, the year that Black Wall Street was bombed. Um, so yeah, make Black Wall Street great again. It's called action for all of you. You know, let's make Black Wall Street great again. Um, 1701, 1701, that's the year that Detroit was founded. Hence the title of the clothing company, uh, Vintage 1701. And, yeah, Vintage 1701, they even had a shirt that said, um, midnight midnight was the code name given to detroit uh during the underground railroad you know, you know Mid- midnight was was the code name for the city of detroit which is actually just over the u.s canadian border uh detroit's the only american city where you could actually drive south into canada like there's actually there's a road that you could take i remember like we were driving on this one road it's like the two right lanes will take you to canada um <laughs> We'll take you to this tunnel. They'll take you across the border, uh, you know, or across the bridge. You know, Shout out to my listeners in Canada. Uh, the, city, the city, the city of Winston. Uh, no, Win- Windsor. I, I, keep, I keep saying Winston. This, Windsor, Connecticut. Yeah, but Windsor, Canada. God, it's really, really early in the morning, guys. Um, <laughs> bear with me. Windsor, Canada is just over the border, you know, between Detroit Canada, just over whatever that Great Lake is. You know, my my, uh, US geography is not what it was. Um, But yeah, I also got another shirt from uh, Lost World Club. Shout out to Lost World Club. Uh, It's another kind of up and coming uh, clothing brand, you know, Lost World Club. I got one of their hoodies. I got one of their shirts, Um, uh, Vintage 1701. I got a hat and I got a t-shirt maybe I'll wear it during one of the live streams but um yeah that that was that was my trip to trip to Detroit <laughs> only American city where you can drive south into Canada and I gotta tell you like I had a I had a um, flight to um, well I had a, a couple of flight fiascos recently my flight from detroit all right got two stories to tell my flight from detroit was um i was supposed i was only supposed to be there for the weekend i was supposed to leave yeah i I was i was supposed to leave on um that sunday i was supposed to go back to connecticut that sunday my flight ended up getting delayed until i think it was tuesday So I ended up staying an extra two days I ended up staying Sunday and Monday and flight left Tuesday morning. Now, this flight. It was Delta Airlines, but I think it was one of their affiliates. Now, y'all got to understand I am six foot one. All right. Average height for men in America over the age of 20 is five foot nine. Average height for women in America is five foot four. So by national standards, I'm considered tall All right, in the United States. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm considered tall. This flight, this tiny, tiny flight, it was, it was a teeny, tiny uh, airplane. Okay, my head was hitting the ceiling. All right. Get on this flight, get in this tiny seat. There's no Wi-Fi on the plane or you got to pay for the Wi-Fi. All right, Marty, having to pack myself in this tiny little seat like a sardine, all right, had yeah, this whole instruction, instructional video and, you know, uh, fasten your seatbelts and all that. At one point during the flight, I think I, I got up to use the bathroom, but I couldn't fit inside the bathroom, so I just went back and sat down. Um, So, yeah, we're flying from Detroit. To JFK, to you know J, J, JFK International Airport in Queens, 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 New York, which is, which is the main, um, which is the main uh, air airport that I, that I fl- fly out of. I think I think of the airports that I've flown out of. I've flown out of JFK the most. I think, yeah, yeah, because I, I definitely flown out of JFK the most. I've flown out of JFK. Flown out of LaGuardia probably like one time. Um, I flew out of. Bradley International Airport in Hartford, which is actually the closest airport to where I live. I've only flown out of there maybe one time. Um, flew out of Westchester once when I was like seven. Um, Westchester Airport, white, white planes. Um, I recently flew out of uh, Newark for the very first time, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but as we're flying back to JFK, apparently there was some like storm there's some heavy storm at JFK so the airport was shut down no planes were allowed to take off or land at uh, JFK airport and at the time of this announcement we're maybe over Pennsylvania so we ended up having to get grounded in Allentown Pennsylvania all right <laughs> now shout out to any of my listeners in Pennsylvania any of my listeners in Allentown um, I, I, I think I was in Allentown for like a karate tournament when I was like nine years old i was maybe nine years old All, now allentown airport like it's actually a really nice airport it's it's a it's a small airport but it's actually really nice so it was a really nice airport we, we we had to get grounded i was able to go over to the dunkin donuts there get me a sandwich get me a starry lemon lime soda um but yeah we were grounded there for like at least two hours at least, at least like two two hours because you know and, and i recognize that it's nobody's fault you know weather happens you know no, no, nobody none of us have any control over the weather you know so we get grounded in allentown pennsylvania and you know a bunch of the other passengers are really just kind of unruly and upset. (laughs) Um, Once I'm able to connect to Wi-Fi, I kind of, like, text my folks, like, hey, you know, I'm grounded in Allentown. I'm not sure what time I'll be back in JFK. I'll keep you updated. Uh, I ended up sitting and downloading all – at the time, there were only three episodes to um, My Adventures with Superman, the animated series on Max. Um, I downloaded all three of those episodes and pretty much watched all three of them because I because I because I because I figured like, hey, we'll be in I figured, hey, we'll be in the air within the hour. You know, to download all three of these episodes because I know there's no Wi-Fi on the plane, so I was kind of planning ahead. I ended up sitting and just watching all three of the episodes at the airport. So <laughs> Yep, ended up watching all three of the episodes at the airport on my own. So yeah, and it was a really, really nice airport. But once we, they said like we will be able to board at four thirty, and it's like hooray! The bad news is we can't take off till five forty-five. Oh goodness! So anyway, we reboard the plane. We get the same safety information demonstration. You know. Same information demonstration, um, Mojo Dojo Casa House. Yeah. The same demo that they do on every, on, on, on every flight. And yeah, but then, yep, yeah, we, we eventually take off. And I ended up watching an entire movie. I watched The Pursuit of Happiness i mean the, the the rest of the flight we were we were in the air less less than an hour we were only in the air maybe another like 45 minutes because i also realized the rule is that they have to they, they 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 have to sort of um wait i think it's like 30 minutes after the last like boom of thunder to actually let any planes in so you know there's air traffic control and you know regulations and all that keeping everybody safe but we make it back, make it back to uh, to, J, to JFK Airport. I'm able to, but we land and then they don't let us off. And then they finally let us off. We, we must've been on the ground like a half an hour and they finally let us off. And I'm able to find my, able, able to find my Uber. I Uber back to, you know, Uber back to Connecticut. Uber from JFK Airport to the Bridgeport train station. My folks come and pick me up. And, you know, that was my trip to Detroit. (laughs) Pretty eventful. Pretty eventful trip. Pretty eventful, uh, you know, the flight up there, the flight back. Oh, and the flight back didn't have TVs. The flight up had TVs. The flight to Detroit had TVs. The flight back from Detroit did not have TVs which is why I think it wasn't really Delta Airlines. I think it was one of their affiliates that we flew with. Yeah, it must must have been one of their affiliates, but you know. So moral of the story is do not fly Delta Airlines. <laughs> yeah. world yeah, moral story is don't fly Delta Airlines, guys. Okay, don't do what I did. Um, fast forward to about two weeks ago. Let's see, I flew out uh, for Micronesia. I left on August fifth. I drove. We drove uh, to Newark International Airport. It took us about three hours to get there. Now, even though it was a Saturday, and even though it was a, it was like a Saturday Saturday morning when we left my flight was about like three thirty. we left left home around ten o'clock ten fifteen and and yeah we 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 left. we drove from Connecticut to New York to Newark. I had to use the bathroom the whole time, <laughs> but I didn't want to stop. So we get to the airport, finally get my luggage onto a cart. My dad goes in with me. I told him to watch my luggage. I have to run to go to the bathroom. And I knew ahead of time that, yep, yeah, I, I knew ahead of time that I was going to have to pay extra for my luggage because both my bags were overweight. Uh, my, smaller, my, my smaller suitcase was over 50 pounds. So I had to pay $200 for the smaller suitcase. That had all like my toiletries and toiletries, some clothes. Um, But yeah, that was $200 for that. Then for my bigger suitcase, I have a big black suitcase where most of my clothes were in the, the big black suitcase. I that one was over 75 pounds so for that one i had to pay 400 so in total that's 600 dollars just to get both my bags on the plane to chuk well i had them tagged to chuk all right so both both bags get on the plane in newark i get on the plane and i get on my first my first flight from newark to san francisco no problem um New York to San Francisco about, about six hours. You know, I've, I've, I've been to the West coast before. So, you know, my, my brain can kind of switch back and forth between like New York and like California time, you know, like it's, it's only a three, three hour time zone difference. And plus I've been to California numerous times over the last like 12 years. So because I because I used to have family out there, um, so just the back and forth between like New York and California, once a year, you know, when I was in like middle school. So so yeah, I, I've been able to sort of easily adjust. Like all I need is maybe twenty four hours in California. Like that's what I needed when I went to the Nesby conference. Uh, shout out to Nesby. Uh, I went to Nesby. 48 yeah it was, it was Nesby 48 this was last year was 2022 uh, Nesby 48 I went to in Anaheim California so I, I went there and then i told the rest of my chapter you guys go to the opening session i'm going to go to sleep <laughs> yeah you know, again all i need is 24 hours 24 hours in a new time zone well 24 hours specifically in california specifically in the west coast whether if it's you know seattle whether if it's washington state or California, you know, Western time zone, three hours behind New York. Give me 24 hours, I'll be right as rain. It was, again, it it was about a six hour flight. I watched three movies. I was gonna try and watch all four uh, John Wick movies. I ended up only watching John Wick's one and two. Um, In my opinion, four was the best. You know, four outdid all of them. All right. Four outdid all of them. Um, John Wick, the first one, I put that one as second best, second only to John Wick, chapter four. Uh, Yeah, four. For me, my rankings, I go four, one, three, chapter three, parabellum. You have chapter three, parabellum, better than chapter two, not as good as chapter one. Um, And then chapter two, for me, is the weakest one. Uh, yeah, for for me, you know, chapter two. I mean, it had a confusing, like pl- a con- confusing-ish plot, like like the whole, you know, the the Santino, you know, San- Santino, it's like his father dies, and then his father willed his high table seat to his sister, so then he tells John Wick to go kill his sister. Sister ends up, you know, killing herself and and then Santino pretty much sends his, his entire, like, army after John Wick to avenge the death of his sister, even though he's the one who told Wick to kill his sister in the first place, and the whole blood oath, like, uh, okay. So, yeah, there's that, and I think the first act is solid. The first act is pretty solid. You know, the first act kind of follows up on, it's kind of a follow-up to the first, to the, to the first John Wick, uh, follow up to some like the, the the promise for more John Wick at the end of the first uh, John Wick film, which is crazy. To, it, it, what's, what's crazy is that John Wick came out nine years ago. That Keanu Reeves has been playing this character of John Wick almost ten years. Well, you figure they were probably in production in 2013. So yeah, ten years. Um. Yeah, for me, chapter chapter two, it's just. The First act's pretty solid. The second act starts to slow down. The, pa- the pacing literally like slows down. Everything stops in like the middle of the second act. Like everybody literally sits down. There's that scene at the bar, like everybody just sits down and like stops. And I, I feel like a lot a lot of sequels fall into that trap. You know, solid opening act, but then the pacing slows down in the second act. And then but then, but, the, but then everything speeds up again in Act 3. Yeah. Um, I always say that with Chapter 2 and Chapter 3, it's it's the reverse of Empire Strikes Back. Like Empire Strikes Back is better than Return of the Jedi. You know, Even though at the end of Empire Strikes Back, you know Return of the Jedi is coming. Uh, you know there's a follow-up coming. But for me, Return of the Jedi is not as good as Empire Strikes Back. It's a good movie. It's just not Empire Strikes Back. Um, but with John Wick, it's the opposite. I feel like Chapter Three, the follow-up to Chapter Two, because Chapter Two ends, you know Chapter Three. Chapter Three starts right when Chapter Two ends. But the follow-up to Chapter Two was better than Chapter Two itself, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> that was my John Wick rant for the day. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, the the um, I, I ended up watching John Wick 1 and 2 and then I realized that there was only like 2 hours left in the flight cuz on the TVs like you like you can kind of track like how much flight time you have left. And with the 2 hours that were left I watched Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I still don't know if I would put Into the Spider-Verse above Across the Spider-Verse or not. Um yeah, I'm still not 100% sure. Um which I would rank uh, higher. But that was my flight from New Jersey to to California. And I got to the San Francisco. We, we landed in San Francisco, and it was a tight layover. The layover was only about 54 minutes, so less than an hour layover. We landed, we landed, in, landed in San Francisco, and I have – another flight after, after this one from San Francisco to Hawaii. And, you know, they said like anybody who has the tight layover to Hawaii can exit the plane first. Like they let it, they let us all get off before everybody else. I get off the plane, uh, get some food that I ended up having to get to go and board the flight. But I have the, the United app. The United app said something about like your luggage was separated. So I get to San Francisco. San Francisco Airport SFO is a really, really nice airport. Like I really forgot about how nice of an airport. It's probably one of the nicest airports I've been in. Uh, yeah, San Francisco, in, in international airport. I think I think it's in, international. Um, yeah, SFO is one of the nicest airports ever. Um, <laughs> I think I think I might have flown back from. California. From I'm gonna like been visiting folk, my been visiting family in Oakland, um, but then flew back to JFK from San Francisco. I think like ten years ago. So yeah, it's a it's a really really nice airport. Um, shout out to my listeners. Shout out to my listeners in the state of California. Salute um, specifically San Francisco. Yeah, beautiful city. I haven't been there in about nine years though. Yeah, it's been, been been about nine years since I've been to San Francisco. So yeah, been a hot minute. But yeah, that layover, I think that's where the luggage got separated because you got to understand these are two very, very large pieces of luggage. They even have like the heavy tags, you know, on, on, on the tag it said heavy. So my big black suitcase and and I, I, I kept the luggage tags. I had all these boarding passes as well. Um, kept the luggage tags, the big black suitcase gets loaded onto the next plane. But I think, but, well, I don't think, I, I, I know, I know that it was my smaller, my smaller, um, my smaller suitcase, the one that was over 50 pounds. That one, I think got either held in, held in San Francisco or was put on like the next flight out to Hawaii, so so I get on the next plane to Hawaii. It's a bit crammed. I actually end up going to sleep on the plane. I, I end up going. I go to sleep on the plane. And and yeah, I I end up sleeping on the plane. We arrive in Honolulu, HNL. I end up staying at the hotel that's at the, the hotel that's at the um, airport and I meet up with the three other teachers. I meet up with the, th- the three three other teachers that would be joining me in, 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 um, in Micronesia. Uh, some, some of us, like myself, are doing two years. Others are doing only one year. Um, I'm doing two years, so i met up with the three of them. Um, you know, go to the hotel room, got some sleep, woke up the next morning, took a shower, we had like a 7 a.m. flight out of Honolulu. That's another nice airport. Hon- Hon- Honolulu is a nice, nice airport. We got on. It's called an island hopper. It's a it's a plane that stops at that a plane that like makes multiple stops. Same flight, but makes multiple stops throughout the islands. So the first leg of our trip was from Honolulu to the Marshall Islands. Because there were a, bun- a bunch of people on this island hopper that were headed to the Marshall Islands, and there's actually there's actually a large Marshallese population in Arkansas. So shout out to Arkansas! Shout out to the you know Mar- Marshallese population in uh, Ar- Arkansas. Um, actually, one of the one of the ladies sitting next to me she was Mar- she was Marshallese, but she was from Arkansas. She was coming from Arkansas. So, so we sa- so we stopped in Marshall Islands everybody got off the plane and we get back on and I was allowed I was pretty much a, I, I was able to sit in economy plus like I I, ju- I just sat I just sat in economy plus that that time I think yeah. and because because you know because 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 the, because the airplane was like not even half full like I feel like. <laughs> Like, the three other teachers and I were, like, the only ones who, um, like, the only ones who had uh, gotten back on the plane. Like, everybody was headed to the Marshall Islands. We're the only ones headed to, like, Juke. So, we get back on the plane. I'm able to sit in Economy Plus. Hooray, we got to watch the same instructional video from United for the 25th time. All right, for the twenty, for like the twenty-five thousandth time, we gotta watch this instructional video on airport safety, and they're playing "Rhapsody in Blue," which I know was composed by George Gershwin. I played an arrangement of it in high school. If I'm not mistaken, I thought "Rhapsody in Blue" was the theme song of Delta Airlines, but I guess it's the theme of United now, or. I don't know. United employees, feel free to... Delta or United Airlines um, employees, feel free to critique me. Um, but, uh, wow, it's been like 38 minutes. I haven't talked about like any like TV, film, or pop culture. That's current. <laughs> um, so where was I? We leave the Marshall Islands. We head over to Pompeii. Pompeii, which is... A different island state in the FSM. So, Pompeii, now we are in the FSM. Uh, Pompeii, that's where the capital is. Yep, the, the capital city is in the state of uh, Pompeii. And I think um, Pompeii, that is where I think that there, there's only like two international airports in the FSM. Uh, one of them is on Pompeii, the other one is here in Chuk. So we get off in Pompeii and then everybody that a bunch of people get on I have to actually go back to my real seat. <laughs> I got sit in, I got to sit in economy again and and I and really I, I think I think um, all the people who got on in Pompeii were headed to Guam because that's the final destination of the island hopper. So again so we get off the plane in Pompeii we get back on. And then we fly to, uh, Chuk. Yep. We fly to, we fly to Chuk. We arrived. Um, I think it was already Monday, August 7th, because again, international dateline. So really Hawaii, this was my first time going West of California. I mean, first time going West of California. I think Hawaii is like either four or five hours behind, um, Behind uh, New 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 York, yeah, they've about four or five hours behind uh, East, East Coast time. So, so yeah, we make it to make it to Chuk, and I'm the only one who leaves the airport with at least one of my luggage's, the big black bag, <laughs> the big one. That's the only one that's here. And even when I got on the plane in Hawaii, I showed them two luggage tags and they said, we only have one of your bags. So I knew that the other bag was MIA. So I at least have the majority of my clothes with me. And I get to get to Chuuk. We have someone pick us up at the airport and we stop at, but because our luggage is missing, we end up getting a bunch of vouchers from United. I bought this shirt with one of those $100 vouchers. it gives give you like $100 for every day that your luggage is missing. I bought this shirt that I'm wearing now with one of those United vouchers. So thank you, United. Well, thanks for the vouchers, but no thank you for losing my luggage, United Airlines. So, so yeah. That 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 was the whole uh, luggage fiasco. The next couple of days, we just went to different shops and bought stuff, bought you know toiletries, because everybody, because the other the other three teachers, yeah, the other the other three, they didn't have any of their luggage. The other three didn't have any luggage. So, so really, I was kind of the fortunate one who actually had one of two. Uh, suitcases. They didn't have any, unfortunately. So, but yeah, we made it through. We pushed through. And just last Saturday, last week, Saturday, we, well, Saturday here was probably Friday um, back in the States. We go to United. And they have our luggage we go we or no we, we go to um chuk international airport and we were able to get our luggage so i've got both my i got both my suitcases now everybody's got their luggage now but man i will probably never fly united ever again yeah. luggage i think i think uh just Yesterday or two two days ago, uh, Friday, I had posted on my Instagram story a uh, question like, "What are what are your most ridiculous? <laughs> what are your craziest uh, flight experiences? You know, craziest flight experiences, craziest flight stories? Uh, maybe once this is uploaded to once this is like actually uploaded to YouTube, I'll make it a pinned comment. You know, I'll let all you guys comment down down below like." Craziest flights, flight stories. And, yeah. So, so yeah, I've had two flight fiascos in the past two months. You know, my flight to Detroit, my flight coming into Chuk. So another adjustment to life in Micronesia, there is no movie theater on this island. I think the nearest movie theater is probably Guam or Pompeii, either Guam, Pompeii, maybe Palau, but I have to take a plane essentially to go to see a movie in theaters. So, so my reviews of like current movies is probably gonna slow down a bit. I'm probably gonna be, what I'm gonna end up doing, I know Blue Beetle just came out, uh, just came out um, you know, two days ago, just came out uh, Friday. And I've heard really good things about it. I was actually like literally just before, just before uh, going live, I was I was watching uh, Variant Comics. Shout out to Variant Comics, uh, er- Eris Eris Quinones. I was listening to his podcast on YouTube, where he gives a spoiler-free review of Blue Beetle. Um, on Tuesday is when the uh, spoiler-filled review. We'll, uh, the spoiler filled review will be it will be on uh, tuesday so what i'm probably going to be doing for the foreseeable future is waiting until these you know recent movies and i'm probably going to have to avoid spoilers on my own waiting until they are available for rent or purchase cuz i realize a lot of times if the movie's maybe still in theaters, you can rent it for like twenty dollars on YouTube or on Amazon Prime, and you know probably do the in-home rental, you know the in-theater rental, you know, movies that are still in theaters, but you can rent them now. So once these movies are available to rent, I will rent them, I will watch them, and I will review them. So I might be a month behind everybody else back in the West. And I'll probably take the time to take this time to review some classic films, some older, some older films. Yeah. Yep. Take, take the time to review some older, some older films, some classic films, No. and, uh, I'm going to do my best to keep this, keep this talk show going, keep talk time with Morgan Cobbs going and have guests on whenever I can. Whenever I can, I want to have guests on, uh, talk time, but, uh, I'm not going to have an official uploading schedule for the actual episodes. The episodes, like when I review movies, that schedule is non-existent. You know, I'll upload whenever I can. You got to understand like this is like, I'm teaching now. This is a full-time position. So, uh, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm ever going to have another, uh, like, official schedule because like I know I said you know go Fridays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time like that's not the official schedule anymore and I'm not sure if I'm going to have going to be able to have a schedule like that ever again who knows but at least for like the next year because I will be going back to the states for the summer so so yeah I'll be I'll be able to go back to the states um during the summer it might have an uploading schedule then, but who knows? You know, this is uh, <laughs> officially out of, out of college. It's my first, like, adult decision. First, like, adult job outside of school. Yeah. Now that I've got my degree. All right. Well, I've been rambling for almost an hour. Uh, I think I should talk a little bit about the movies. Um. As you guys know, you know, the summer, summer is almost over, you know, I mean, at least here in Chuuk, it's already Sunday, it's already Sunday, um, August 20th, so we actually start school on Tuesday. Yeah, on, on Tuesday we start school, and yeah, yeah, t- 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 Tuesday we start school, I know. For the, uh, for the for the uh, college students, for the you know grade school students listening, you guys are probably starting school, maybe not this week, but you know next week or week after next. So within the next two weeks, most of you will be going back to school. Now, regardless of where you're listening from, you know most of you who are school age will be going back to school within the next two weeks. So the summer box office is kind of winding down, coming to an end. Um, I will say though some of my <laughs> favorite movies that, I, that I've seen that I've seen this summer um, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in theaters um, opening weekend it came out May 5th I graduated from UB on May 6th I saw it that same day uh, loved it saw it in IMAX 3D it is now on Disney Plus I will be Watching, I'll be rewatching it at some point. You know, <laughs> at some point, I will be rewatching that movie um, soon. I'll let you guys know my thoughts on it <laughs> after rewatching. I gotta rewatch that and I gotta rewatch Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is one of the better Marvel movies that you've gotten in a long time like the past four years. You know, past four years is crazy. Avengers Endgame came out four years ago, guys. 2019 was four years ago, you know, let that sink in. Um, In the four years since Avengers Endgame, Marvel hasn't been all that great. It's been kind of mid. I liked WandaVision. I liked Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm looking forward to Captain America Brave New World. I love Loki season one. Um, what if season one Hawkeye you know those are all good shows but that's five shows in a single year and four movies. Um, Black Widow was kind of a filler movie I liked Black Widow I like, I like, I liked it as a movie and I'm like okay yep now Marvel's you know back at the box I'm like, like semi- in COVID mode, I mean, it was you know July twenty twenty one. The first, the first wave of COVID had come and gone, you know, we, but we were still kind of in COVID mode ish. But movie theaters started to come back, so we didn't really have a summer box. It was the first year since twenty nineteen that we've actually had a summer box office. But yeah, you know. Black Widow. Solid spy thriller. Um, so I'll say about that. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. In my opinion, probably the best movie of Phase 4. All right. um, I liked it. It was a nice origin story movie. Completely new character. Completely new character. Completely new uh, or, origin story starting from scratch. You know, Simu Liu, Aquafina. can't wait for the sequel. Eternals. Terrible movie. Uh, Can't make heads or tails of it. It's like, I have to force myself to sit. I had to sit and force myself to subject myself to such torture all right to produce content anyone who's viewing this live you know i see you salute um then we had spider-man no way home i liked it yep, yep spider-man no way home actually correction no way home was the best film of face Four. Twenty 2022 the string of marvel content from 2022 was kind of mid you know moon night I liked it more the second time I watched it, not so much the first time. You know, Moon Knight, eh. Um, Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel had its production issues behind the scenes, uh, but I I still think it was a fun show, kind of. Introducing Kamala Khan and. What are the shows? Oh, well, She-Hulk, in my opinion, the worst Marvel series. Yeah, yeah She-Hulk was, in my opinion, the just worst Marvel uh, series. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies came out, Phase 4. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, solid movie. Um, I know I missed some. But point is, Guardians of the Galaxy three, one of the better Marvel movies that we've gotten post Endgame. Um, so that was in May. Um, Fast X, you know, Fast X. I'm really looking forward to the Hobbs standalone film. I think that there's a ton of stories that they can tell with this franchise without the need for Dom to be there. Like after Furious 7, the franchise has been too focused on Dom, uh, too focused on Dominic Toretto. Like literally F9 and Fast X, kind of similar plot. It's like somebody from Dom's past who wants revenge. And this time it's personal. So he's got to assemble the team. And yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's gotten kind of repetitive at this point, and it's like, you know, how, how many how many times can you like tell the same story over and over again? Um, not saying I didn't like Fast X, right? Not saying I didn't like F didn't like you know F F9 was the first movie I saw in theaters that I had seen in theaters since the pandemic. You know, I saw it July second. Came out June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I saw it July second. I saw it the following Friday. Um, I liked F9, I'm glad I saw it in theaters. Same goes for Fast X. Um, it had one of the most confusing movie endings ever because I don't really know where they're gonna go from there. Um, at some point I'll be rewatching that movie and maybe reviewing it, who knows. But we did get confirmation that The Rock is coming back. You know, the Rock has confirmed it on his Instagram, You know, whatever the feud that he had with Vin Diesel, the past, you know, 5 6 years. The two of them have apologized, they've moved on. Hobbs is coming back into the franchise. You yeah. know. I, th- I think maybe it was Hobbs' absence from 9 and 10. That's what um kind of th- kind of threw it off. There's no there's nobody to kind of balance out the the masculine energy in the film. You yeah. know. There's nobody to kind of balance things out. So I think that's why F9 and Fast X were kind of Dom-driven and kind of B-tier action films. Um, Looking forward to the Hobbs standalone film. Looking forward to the grand finale. You know, it's all all coming together. It's all coming together for one big grand finale. So that's what I'm looking forward to. (sighs) What else did I see this, this, this summer? This summer I also saw The Flash. The Flash, um, again, it's kind of a popcorn movie. Um, I definitely think that Warner Bros. is going to end up recasting someone else to play The Flash going forward, given Ezra Miller's uh, controversy. To be honest, I didn't even think that they were gonna promote this movie as heavily as they did. What got me out to go see it in theaters was Michael Keaton as Batman, just because. I mean, Michael Keaton as Batman. If you know, you know. So, so yeah, that that's 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 what got me out to go see it in theaters. Overall, it was okay as a film. I gave it like a solid seven seven out of 10. You know, 7 out of ten, just because. I don't know the pacing. Pacing's a bit off. The story's not as easy to follow at times. So, but overall, I think it was a good film. wasn't great, wasn't terrible, just good. Um, yeah, it is based off Flashpoint, but that's uh. That's um that is Flash. And I think I only saw maybe two other films in theaters this the this, this summer. I saw Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, which I'm gonna have to watch that movie again because like I saw it late at night and I think I just fell asleep. Like I saw it at like nine o'clock and I just Pretty sure I fell asleep here and there, and and yeah, and you know, I I I just, uh, just fell asleep. I just wasn't really that into it. Harrison Ford's old. He, he he's like eighty years old now. Um, he's even said that he's in the sunset of his career. I'm hoping this is the last Indiana Jones movie. I'm hoping like. Ford has even said that he doesn't want anyone to replace him as Indiana Jones. He wants the role to die with him. So I think we honor his wish and we don't try to, we do not try to reinvent the wheel, don't try and recast somebody else to play young Indiana Jones or no, no. I think we just let, leave, leave this role alone, let the role die with him. Um, don't try to, you know, CGI Harrison Ford and using his likeness. This is why there's a writer's strike going on right now, folks. I think this is only the beginning. There's going to need to be some industry regulations on AI and using somebody's likeness, um, you know, whether they're dead, dead or alive, and they're a state. And so, so yeah, there's going to be more to come on that, you know, sag the WGA strike that's going on. And I can only imagine what kind of effect it's having on the U.S. economy right now. No. I'm not there to experience it. You know, I'm halfway around the world. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'd have to watch it again. But, like, from what I did see, it was, I think on Letterboxd, I gave it, like, a two and a half out of five stars or something. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know, cheap laughs, a lot of recycled Recycled jokes, recycled uh, material from, like, the earlier films. They brought back Sala. They should have brought back Short Round. They should have brought back Ki-Hui Kwan, all right, who played Short Round, Short Round in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. They should have brought him back because Ki-Hui Kwan was recently in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, and, you know, he got an Oscar, so I, I feel like, you know, he's got the star power it should have brought back like all the major characters from like the previous films, you know, go all out. In my opinion, it was not as bad as kingdom of the crystal skull. Kingdom of the crystal skull was just why India, like Indy's got a son now. Um, Aliens have existed this whole time. Like what? (laughs) Yeah. There's more problems with. Was with. Uh, Dial of Destiny, so, but still, and I stand by my two and a half out of of five star ranking. Um. And yeah, so yeah, that that was uh, Dial of Destiny. The very last movie I saw before I I came to Micronesia was, very last movie I saw in theaters was Barbie. I kind of did the switcheroo. I was dressed for Oppenheimer. I dressed in all black but instead went and saw Barbie. Barbie had some social commentary. Um, yeah, it had. It definitely had some social commentary on being a woman in society, being a woman in the real world. Uh, Margot Robbie was perfectly cast to play Barbie. Um, you know, Ryan Gosling is Ken. It's like... Yeah, you know, there's, there's that scene where, you know, Barbie tells Ken how he's more, like how he can exist on his own. He's more than just an accessory. He's more than just, you know, Barbie's accessory. You know, it's like, oh, it's always Barbie and Ken. You know, it's like, Barbie tells Ken, it's like, look, you can be your own person, be your own man, have your own life, have your own interests, you know, and I think that a lot of times, and I've kind of talked about this. Like, you can go listen to any of my reviews from the uh, Change Your Life series. You know, listen to any any of them. Particularly, I would say though, Fight Club and Crazy Stupid Love. Uh, listen to those two um, episodes that I've done in the past. You know, I think. Um, A lot of men today are kind of lost, you know, maybe we don't know, you know, maybe maybe a lot of men today, you know, don't have their own lives, don't know how to live their own lives, don't know how to exist in society. In, they don't know how to exist in society. I definitely think that traditional masculine values are under attack. And what's not helpful is for is for little boys, is for is for boys and young men to hear this you know feminist agenda, this feminist propaganda, that like, oh, the future is female, and you know, it's like being told that like being told that the future is female, being told that pretty much like traditional masculine roles that a man trying his best, that working out is toxic, that a man who has drive, who has ambition, a man who protects himself, who protects the ones that he loves, is considered toxic, you know? Um, So, yeah, I think think the movie Barbie deals with the question of identity. And yeah, there's like some, there's some kind of, you know, jabs at, The real world versus the fantasy world. It kind of the opening of the film kind of reminded me of Don't Worry, Darling, or Get Out. um, You know, having a fantasy world and then the real world, and so, so there was that whole like duality. The acting was amazing. Uh, Issa Rae is great in this movie. I mean, everyone from Issa Rae to Simu Liu, Kingsley Benadir, Margot Robbie. You know, the aforementioned Margot Robbie, uh, Kate McKinnon. America Ferreira, you know, all phenomenal performances, phenomenal. And, um, you know, Ryan Gosling as Ken (laughs) goes to the real world and realizes that, like, the world is run by men. And so I can understand the social satire and I can understand, like, the whole message about, you know, equality and all that. It's like, yeah, I personally now... I wouldn't call myself a feminist per se. I call myself as someone who maybe supports gender equality and believes that believes that if we all kind of took a step back and maybe tuned out all the propaganda, tuned out all of the you know tuned out all the politics and the propaganda and like all you know the media and the agendas that are pushed in these films and it's ironic that I say that as someone who like reviews films and just kind of looked inward and on ourselves and took personal responsibility, men and women, took personal responsibility for our own actions, for the actions of ourselves and not the actions of everyone else. And didn't blame the other side, didn't blame everyone on the other side for the actions of a few, you know? I'll admit there are things that, you know, us men, do that, I don't agree with. Yeah, things that, us, that men have said and done that I don't agree with and that we need to improve on. And I think the same, and I think the same is true for women. All right. There's things that we both need to work on. All right. But at the end of the day, the only thing you really have control over is yourself. The only act the only person's actions that you really have control over are your own. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like Jay Cole said in his song, High For Hours, you know, he, he had a verse where he talked about like revolution and how like, is revolution really the answer? It's like, it's like you go from being the oppressed to then being the oppressor, to then oppressing others because it's a vicious cycle. So what's the point in letting you take over when we you know exactly what you're gonna do? only real revolution happens right inside of you now that's the only the only real revolution is going to happen right inside of you and you taking responsibility for your for your actions yeah i mean marcus aurelius you know marcus aurelius he was you know one of the five good roman emperors but he was also a stoic philosopher he had this idea of the circle of control and identify your circle of control you know the only things that we really have control over are our reactions to outside events. You have no control over outside events, things that happen outside of you. Only thing that you can control is your reaction, your thoughts, right? Your thoughts, your words, your actions, your reactions. That's all you have control. So, and that's not, that's not the agenda that was pushed in uh, Barbie, but overall, I still think it was a fun movie. 6.5 out of 10. Nice popcorn film. Um, all on the summer box office. Um, uh, briefly, you know, before we uh, end this broadcast, I will briefly talk about some of the recent movies that I saw on uh, different uh, streaming platforms. Uh, on Nef- uh, starting with Netflix, I recently watched the movie Heart of Stone. And I even posted about it on Instagram for those of you who follow me on Instagram um, at cobs, at cobs underscore corner underscore podcast. Um, I posted about heart of stone, you know, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot. Yeah. I think it's Gal Gadot. Yeah. Yeah. Gal, Gal Gadot and the spy thriller. It was a nice little like, mission impossible styles like mission impossible meets like citadel series on amazon prime you know citadel meets i I I forget exactly what what i what i said on, on on instagram but it was like you know yeah, citadel meets like fast and furious meets like mission impossible um yeah i mean i think that that's pretty much the most like first act, the opening, the introduction has you hooked, and it's just total nonstop, well, it's not nonstop action, like there's some dialogue and some plot twists, and there's like a, the sympathetic villain, you know, the, the villain who has like justified, justified motives, um, you know, in my opinion, the best kind of villain, the villain who has justified motives. And yeah, it's, it's actually like one of the one of the best like spy thrillers that I've seen in a long time. I think it's a movie that really ta- really t- is tailored to its audience. It's like if you're the kind of person who likes spy thrillers, who likes James Bond films, who likes Mission Impossible movies, who likes, you know, spy movies. You like those movies? You're going to like harder stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. Solid spy thriller. I give it like eight. I give it an eight out of ten. There's a series on Netflix, uh, Painkiller, yeah, uh, Painkiller, which is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is now some of the locations and names are fictionalized for either for dramatic effect or to protect those who were involved. But yeah, Painkiller, it's about um, Oxycontin and how it was a drug back in, I think, I think it was back back in the 90s, like the 90s, early 2000s, it was a drug that Purdue Pharma and you know Big Pharma, these big pharmaceutical companies were pushing this drug out to the masses. But this drug, it was very addictive. Many people died. People started uh, having withdrawal from it. Once they were off of it, they started having withdrawal and people were snorting it. People were crushing it up and snorting it like cocaine. Uh, you know, it, it was... Was awful. You know, the, 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 these people should be ashamed of themselves. They should be ashamed of themselves. Um, I definitely think that you should not be uh dependent on any one medication to live. There's no substitute for the proper diet, proper exercise. Okay, proper diet drugs, whether they be prescribed, you know, legal or illegal. It's not the way to go. You know, opioids, you know, there's a whole opioids epidemic going on in the United States. Yeah. Now it's very, 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 very serious. Yeah. Very, very, very serious uh, times we're living in You know, prescription drugs, many of these drugs are addictive, and these companies knew exactly what they were doing. You know, they're literally killing people. Killing people. You know, innocent people. So. I think, you know, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. It's not a cure-all, all right? If you are going to take any of these prescription drugs, make sure that you're taking them in the proper dosages, and that goes for any over-the-counter meds, any supplements as well. You know, supplements like for working, you know, for for those of us who who work out, any supplements, including creatine. Make sure you're taking it in the proper dosages because you go over that, because you go over that, and uh, there may not be a way back from it. So my heart goes out to any you know, my heart goes out to anyone and everyone who has been affected by opioid use you know those who have lost loved ones to this opioids epidemic um, those who have, those who are casualties of this epidemic as well so check out painkiller and uh, spread the news about big pharma. Never stop fighting for what you believe in. On to Max. Uh, Max, I started watching, there's a samurai trilogy. It's a K- Kurosawa samurai trilogy from the 1950s. Um, I watched the first movie in the trilogy, Musashi Miyamoto. It's about uh, these two travelers, who these two Japanese men, leave their village. Who, yeah, well, yeah, they leave. They leave their village. They become samurai, and then at the end of the movie, one one of them is given the title of uh, Musashi Miyamoto. They're from the Musashi village, I think. yeah. From the Musashi village, and so I watched the first movie. I'm gonna watch the second one and let you guys know my thoughts. But yeah, you know, that that that's been um, a couple of the movies I've uh, seen recently. I also uh, just yesterday rewatched um, Armageddon. Armageddon, and I had a slight Mandela effect with this movie, and I'll explain why because I first saw this movie in 2016. And at that time, I hadn't yet seen The Incredible Hulk, which starred Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler's also in Armageddon. And I hadn't seen a whole lot of Ben Affleck's movies. I hadn't really started to recognize Ben Affleck as Ben Affleck. I hadn't, you know I hadn't started to recognize him and put like a name to the face. So, but now that I've seen, you know, Liv Tyler and Ben Affleck in other movies and other projects, I now rewatching Armageddon just yesterday. I'm, I'm now starting to notice that, like, I, I noticed that they're in this film and I had to kind of like do a double take. I'm like, do I remember seeing them the first time? So, Mandela Um, yeah, Armageddon you know it's, it's it's one of Michael Bay's better better uh, films uh, it is from 1998 some of the visual effects some of the graphics looked kind of dated ish it's like you can tell that it's a movie from the late 90s uh, but overall I do think it's I do still think that it's a great film and not just because Bruce Willis is the main character um, <laughs> You know, it um, it kind of it kind of puts things in into perspective about like how oh, 65 million years ago the dinosaurs met their end. You know, there's an asteroid that hit the Earth, wiped them out. Um, it's a very sobering, very somber, kind of unsettling uh, thought that that will happen again at some point. Yes, at, at, at some point a meteor will hit the world at some point. We don't know when. No, we don't we, we do not know when, uh, but you know, every world religion, uh, Christianity included, I'm teaching at a Christian school, has their own version of the apocalypse, their own version of the end of days, you know. Or in Christianity, we call it uh, the second coming of Christ, you know, the the date, the day of judgment and Armageddon, which I think the word Armageddon is only mentioned once in the Bible, I think. Um, The end of all things. So, and for years, people have tried to predict doomsday, everything from Y2K to 2012 to... um, 2012 COVID-19 so it also says that nobody knows the day nor the hour that the world will end all right nobody knows the day nor the hour armageddon it's a solid it's a solid film it's a solid film i think um Michael Bay's recent films, like I've really just stopped watching. um, Michael Bay's recent films, like his his Transformers movies. I mean, oof, yikes. Um, Original trilogy. I like Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon was my favorite. Age of Extinction was not a real movie. Um, It was a CGI nightmare. So I gave up on Transformers after that. Yeah, Michael Bay, he had a prime. He had some good movies, but not lately. Armageddon. So so yeah, that that was Armageddon. Yeah, Classic, maybe even a cult classic. It's definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I wouldn't put it in my top 10. I put it in maybe like my top 15, top 20 films ever. Um, It's crazy to think that the movie turned turns 25 this year. The movie came out 25 years ago in 1998. That's Armageddon. Bruce Willis had hair. That's how old the movie is. (laughs) Uh, Last and kind of least, Green Lantern. I finally watched uh, Green Lantern yesterday because I saw that it was on Max. And Screen Crush recently did a video on Green Lantern on how, like, Green Lantern actually made the DC EU better. Um, You know, Green Lantern, like, it was supposed to be the kickoff of the DC Extended Universe back in 2011. Um, But there was just so much behind the scenes, like, reshoots and rewrites during production. In its early days of production, it did suffer from a writer strike. Um, there, there, there was a writer strike going on. in It's early years of development. My guess is they're probably referring to maybe the 2007-2008 WGA strike. It was like a three-month writer strike from like November 2007 to February 2008. Unless there was another one um, after that one. Yeah, Unless there's, there was another one in like I don't know two thousand nine or ten, but it didn't. But we did get Angela Bassett as a version of as a version of Amanda Waller, um, and then Angela Bassett got to play Queen Ramunda in Black Panther. Taika Waititi is in, the, is in this film. Taika Waititi, who went on to direct the best Thor movie, Thor Ragnarok. Um, Ryan Reynolds, uh, you know, Ryan Reynolds just brings his own like. Charisma and charm to every role he does. You know, but Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. Yeah. Turn, um Ryan Reynolds, he actually met Blake Lively on the set of Green Lantern. Um, so the two of them, they're married with, I forget how many kids they have. One, maybe two. Two. Um, so so yeah, I, I, I can totally see where Ryan Airy is coming from when he says how when he when, when he says how Green Lantern fixed the DCEU and made the DCEU better. I I totally see see what you're saying. Um overall, I just give the movie a 4 out of 10, for it's like half-done plot. It's terrible pacing. Uh, difficult to follow story, um, really just all over the place and just kind of goofy story, kind of just goofy plot, goofy story, animated suits, like, you know. I've heard a ton of jokes about it. They, they, they made fun of that movie in Deadpool, um, <laughs> you know, if this movie never flopped, then we never would have gotten Deadpool yeah you know, if this movie actually did well, then the only version of Deadpool we would have gotten was Ryan Reynolds in X-Men Origins Wolverine <laughs> X um, But yeah, Green Lantern, don't watch it more than don't watch it more than like two or three times Yeah, the, the movie overall is just terrible. and it actually had a decent director Mark Mark, Mark Campbell so well. That is all for this week's episode of well the very first episode of Talk time with Morgan Cobbs. Uh, if you liked today's episode and found it informative, then be sure to like it and share it wherever you get your podcast. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel and wherever you're listening from, you know give it, give us a five star give us a five five star review on all listening platforms. Uh, follow me on Instagram at, well, well follow me, follow me, me on Instagram at uh, real underscore mechanical underscore and, and follow Cobbs Corner on Instagram at Cobbs underscore corner underscore podcast. Follow us on TikTok at Cobbs Corner podcast, all lowercase no spaces. If you don't have social media, you can always feel free to email us with your questions, your suggestions, comments, concerns, death threats. Uh, Email us at cobscornerpodcasts at Um, gmail.com. Turn on your post notifications uh, so you get notified when we post new episodes. And definitely tune in to to, uh, Talk Time with Morgan Cobbs every morning at 8 a.m. Juke Standard Time. That's 6 o'clock p.m., Eastern Standard Time, live on YouTube. That's all I got for, that's all I got today. As always, I'll talk to all of you in the next episode. Hope you guys enjoyed your stay here at Cobb's Corner. Peace.